Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so Jason Momoa restored his lady, Lisa Bonet's car, her first car, as a gift to her. And we want to know from you, if your significant other restored your first car, what car would they be restoring? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Um, I just thought, I mean, like, what a sweet gesture. Everybody, like, did backflips over the fact that Jason Momoa uh, decided to give Lisa Bonet, like, the gift of a lifetime. And he restored her first Mustang, her first ever car, a 1965 Ford Mustang that she bought when she was 17 years old, right after she started appearing on the Cosby, Cosby Show. Um, the model is one of three that was ever made. So he not only did he just restore the same car, he restored the exact car that was oh, wow. her original car, That's which is really next level, super next level. Let's leave that part out of it, because the question we want to know from you is if your significant other were to restore your first car, what would they be restoring? Six five one six four one one zero seven one, Bradley. Um, I'm trying to find a link here. I'm going to put this down. Take a look. This is the closest thing I can find to the exact make, model, and color of my first vehicle. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing for you in just a moment um, to show you mine. Okay, so I'm clicking on your link right now. Uh huh. It's a and... 1984. Ford LTD beige. Ooh, that's hot. Wasn't that hot? Now that's not. I, it's an English model, but it's it's about the closest thing I could find on the Google image, and um, that was a that was a. That, I love that car, man. Isn't that car ended up getting hit by a drunk driver. Oh. Um, while it was parked. Okay, thank uh, God. Thanks uh, for my benefit. Unfortunately, yeah. well, it, it was a hit and run. They hit it in the middle of the night and then drove off. Um, after driving around our front yard for a while. But, oh, fun. I've had that happen you know, before. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, so but I loved that car. And then I got a big, fat, later model uh, Ford LTD that had been a sheriff's car. So, Oh, fun. I loved it. I mean, you could drive around in that thing, and you could probably get about 12 people in that car. And I bet, like, people did a double take worrying that something, like, that you were going to pull them over for something. Um, yeah. Underneath your link, Bradley, is a link to my first car. If um, my husband, my loving husband, Matthew, 
uh, were to restore my very first car, it would be Ooh. a 1981 hatchback Plymouth Horizon That's with cute. power nothing. I mean, well, yeah, of course not. I didn't have power. Did they even have power or anything in 1981? Yeah, the, the well, maybe, but like this car, did, it was driven. My grandparents bought it for my grandmother, who did not like to drive, but uh, she wanted something that she could take to Byerly's and home. Oh, so cute. it had didn't have power steering. It didn't have power yeah. brakes. It didn't have power locks. So the first time, and I inherited it from my brother, um, the first time he drove it, he was expecting it to break more quickly. And things didn't go as planned. Yeah. It was just, it was an experience to drive this car. Mm. But like you, Bradley, it was such... I have... I loved that car. Yeah, you have fond memories of your first taste car. Of, of, freedom. Of freedom. And I had bought myself, because it only had an AM radio, I bought at a garage sale a tape deck to put in there, but it was too small for the like actual insert. But that didn't stop me. I took the old radio out, and I just balanced it in there. And oh, if course. you were going up a hill, it would slide it would, out, and then it would yeah. disconnect. We so have, have to pull over and reconnect it. Kyle loved that car. Oh, we have full phones. Perfect. Who do Yay, we have? Let's Who do, do we have it. Next? Let's go to Don. Hey, Don. Hey, Don. If your significant other were to restore your very first car, what would they be restoring? Uh, nineteen seventy nine Delta Oldsmobile, Delta eighty eight Oldsmobile, oh. white. What white? Oh my gosh! That thing could have sailed across the seven oceans. <laughs> it, it was big. Uh, to be honest, my dad bought it for me, and he wanted me to have a safe car. So that oh, of course. I mean, me. now, that, that's my safe. Husband, that could have been a submarine. Very... <laughs> it, it had a sunroof. It was great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you could probably fit about six people in that sunroof. I imagine. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes. You were going to say yes. your husband is not very handy with cars, so I would rather have Jason Momoa. Yeah. Wouldn't well, that be lovely? I'd actually we all? like to watch Jason oh. Momoa do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you could just have him as a mechanic. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. Hey, okay. Jason, take a look at this. I know. Can you bend over? Yeah, and just, then it's uh, a little bit uh, lower. <laughs> all right, who's next? Let's go to Tony. Hi, Tony. Hey, Tony. If your significant other were to restore your very first car, what would they be restoring? Hi, Tony. Oh, hi. Um, so it would be a 1992 Cadillac STS, which is actually a nice car. I still liked it. But the part about it was I got it for graduation, and my parents made me give them my graduation money in order to cap the car. <laughs> Oh. Oh, sure. Yeah. There you go. See how that works? What color was the car? Um, it was a nice seafoam green. Ooh. <laughs> and I had a similar uh, radio experience as you yep. seen. My older brother um, helped me, quote unquote, uh, put in like a banging system, but you had to hold it there and, <laughs> um, you know, the passenger would have to, like, be on that duty. Isn't that hilarious? Thank That's you hilarious. for your call. I, w- I would just like to point out that um, it wasn't quite the great stereo system you had, but I did have my dad install a CB radio. I remember this about <laughs> your first car. Which required the largest antenna off the the uh, back of the car. Oh, my gosh. So as I was driving the down car. the street... You would just, it would be like, it would just like flop back and forth. And why did I need a CB radio? I well, don't know, but did you just like roll around and listen to them? You could get directions. 
you could get directions, man, before maps, right? Not a great big con. Did you have to buy your own? Radio, oh yeah, like Radio CD Shack, or, man. Like, but how did you save up for it? Like, was it a? No, it was a gift because I oh. told my I, I wanted two things as a teenager because I'm a nerd. I wanted a CB radio and a shortwave radio so that oh. I could listen to broadcasts from around the world. Oh. Do you know that I have a shortwave radio at home, and Do you? I don't. It doesn't work. I don't know how to make it work. Oh, I like, bet I it works. Know. You probably just have to know the frequency you're tuning to. But. What is the frequency, Kenneth? Uh, who mean, do we have next? Uh, we have Mary. Hi, Mary. Mary, if your significant other were to restore your very first car, what would they be restoring? Hi, Mary. Hi. That w- uh, hi. It would be a 1964 Plymouth Belvedere. Ooh, I'm looking Ooh. this up. Belvedere. Um, I don't know this. Let me see. It this. was a push button. Yes. Um, you push it in drive. Oh wow, push that's the a button nice for reverse, and then there was a lever you put down to park it. Okay, this is so cool. It reminds me of my friend's first car, which was a Plymouth Volare, and this is <laughs> very similar to it. This is so cool. Um, oh, that was fun. Oh, that yes. would be a cool one to redo. Thank you for your call, Mary. Yeah, that classic cars, cool man. Car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess at this point, you know, my a car from the 80s is classic. Yeah, my but... 1981 Horizon would be classic, but also crap. Oh, I bet there's a huge collector's uh, market out there for like vehicles like that. The People way... love, love, love. I mean, especially anything from the 80s backward. I mean, I guess there's probably, I, I know there's a lot of car collectors past that, but... It just seems like because things have changed so much. I mean, just think about the interior of a vehicle mm-hmm. from the 1980s oh. versus now. I, I was trying to tell my kids the other day that in my first car, you had to crank the windows down. And they looked at me like, why would you do that? Yeah. I was like, no, you had to. We, there was no bells, no whistles at all. Nothing. Um, there used to be a house on a regular route that our family used to drive um, back when we could go places. Um, there was a house and they had my, they had a car just like my childhood car. And every time we drive by it, I'd say that's my childhood car, like same color, everything. Yeah. Same and you just year. feel so connected to that, oh. right? Because it was such a huge part of your life. Like that was your ticket to yes. freedom, man. Oh, I remember like I couldn't drive that car on the freeway cause it went from zero to 60 in 25 minutes. And it was just like a tin can on wheels and it was just dangerous. But I remember driving to and from school and just feeling like I can do anything because I have like I could literally just drive to the store. Like my mom would be like, will you go? Yes. Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? I'll go there. I'm just going to drive around the block a few times for the (sighs) heck of it, man. I used to just listen to music and drive down the freeway when I got Get some cassette tapes and a shoebox and you're good. You're good for a while, (laughs) man. That's And now, funny, we're doing the same thing just to get away Basically. from people. When we yep. come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is joining us to tell us what we should be watching this weekend on My Talk 1071. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes joins us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, Paul McGuire Grimes is going to tell us what we have to look forward to on our TV this weekend. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. 
Hello. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so let's get started with uh, the ESPN docuseries that my family loved that's now on Netflix. Yes, it's called The Last Dance, and it's this 10-episode documentary series now streaming, streaming, like you said, on Netflix. And it takes a look at that 1997-98 season of the Bulls, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, as they prep to potentially win their sixth championship year, and how we got there. And really this extensive, this thorough look back at how Michael Jordan became one of the greatest athletes of all time. Now, I'm not a sports fan, but I want to know, I imagine there are things that would compel me, even if I didn't know much going into this particular docuseries. Brad, Bradley, I hear you. I don't know a lot about sports either. However, I was really glued to my screen this entire 10 episodes. It's invigorating. There's this forward momentum. As you really get that inside look at how the game is played, the business behind the game and he learned more about the personal sides of all of these players and when you are someone as good as michael jordan what it takes to be that good that drive that commitment and you learn a lot about scotty pippen dennis rodman and because they each kind of get their own episodes as well so it's like there's this arc of the whole show show series but then each episode almost has its own storyline going through as well and the interviews I mean, you have tons of Bulls players. You've got President Obama, President Clinton, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, like names that you may or may, you may have heard about, but when you really get to know them, it just brings it all, like, it makes it far more fascinating. My husband and my sons watched this together. I, I honestly would like, I would walk in the room and pay a little bit of attention, but what really struck me is I remember that season very well, and I was not a mm-hmm. basketball fan. I just remember that dream team um, yeah, and we also have stories that are associated with those people as they went through life, right? Like, what has happened to Dennis Rodman, for example? Right, right. Kim so, and you, yep, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Right. Yes, it is interesting, and you see, like, how I mean, we think of Michael Jordan as this. I mean, you would think that he's this really nice guy, and he is, but he comes across like very direct, very stern. Some may call him maybe even a little aggressive because he's got very distinct views on what happened back then. Some grudges that he still holds, some very interesting opinions about certain players. And then he's like, he's watching footage of how other people are talking about him. He either laughs or he gets the scowl on his face. I mean, it's really eye-opening. And I just didn't know a lot about it. And I thought it's so encouraging to watch, even if you don't know anything about basketball, much like awesome. myself. Okay, so how many ticket stubs for that one? Got this. I'm giving it five out of five. Whoa. That's Whoa. How this is. That's how engrossing it is. And at the end of each episode, it has that like cliffhanger feel that I think we typically associate with true crime, where then you're like, well, now I want to watch the next episode. And I'm like, how did I get so engaged and binging a series about basketball that really took me by surprise? And I think it just shows how powerful that this is, that it's not just for Bulls enthusiasts, not just for Michael Jordan fans, but really anyone could go in and get something out of it and to learn more about these players, their legacies, the game, and the, the true ensemble nature of it. It isn't just like a Michael Jordan biopic. That's big. Ensemble that, aspect. that really is yeah. saying something that you would give it a five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to make sure we have time and we only have a couple minutes to talk about Black is King on Disney+. Plus. Yes, this is the new Beyonce album, uh, movie, visual album, whatever you want to call it. It's about 80 minutes. And the story is basically inspired by The Lion King, about this young black boy growing up in a 
poor village in Africa and how he, you know, gets tempted by evil by a relative and how he tries to kind of overcome his life. And it's really Beyonce's lessons, her showcasing her lessons of what she wants her kids to grow, how they want, how she wants her kids to grow up. It is gorgeous. I mean, she shot it in South Africa, West Africa, LA, New York, Belgium, African landscapes on display. And it isn't like, the quality, the, how elaborate it is, you would think that it's this massive, big-budget Hollywood movie. And, I mean, you could see that the budget is on display for it, but you wouldn't expect this kind of film, I think, from Beyonce, if you just think of her, what we think of her. Well, and it also showcases a lot more. It showcases incredible yeah. numbers of gowns, looks. Oh. I mean, it's just visually amazing, right? Like you, like you will, you will go crazy thinking of how many different costume changes there, and different scenes, and different tableaus that she shows up, and what she wants kids to take out of. How does she want kids to find their inner kings and queens, to find their voice and be the leaders of their generation? And it's a family affair. Her whole family's in it. Jay Z is in it. The kids are in it. Lupita Nyong'o is in it. Pharrell Williams. So it's this big ensemble. And Colleen, if you haven't watched it yet, you uh, and the kids, I think, will love the choreography especially as a dancer. Um, I mean, you would expect that from Beyonce. Yeah, you know, actually, this is on our list this weekend. I started watching it the other night, and it was too close to 10 o'clock when I turned into a pumpkin, and so we have to start over. But um, how many ticket stubs for that? Four and a half out of five ticket stubs. It's really good for the whole family. You may think Beyonce may be more adult, but it really is family-friendly. All right, Disney Plus, Black is King. That's the Beyonce visual album. Hey, Paul McGuire-Grimes, thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got crazy, stupid idiots on My Talk 107.1. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, and these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Like Sioux City, which is in Sioux City, is in Iowa. one of the Dakotas. Iowa. No, it's in Iowa. Close enough. Yep. Around us. <laughs> you know, um, that's where we're going. I think you were thinking maybe Sioux Falls or something. Yeah, I probably was. And my friend Angie, my apologies. She's actually from Sioux City. Uh, well, maybe she Iowa. knows Mark Gray. He's thirty-nine. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's her oh, brother. On. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. I was going to say, this is going to be awkward for you. Um, but not for the audience, because they're going to meet Mark Gray, 39, and he was locked up on a trio of felony charges after doing something recently, part of which earned him crazy, stupid COVID-idiot oh. status. And remember, a COVID-idiot is basically a crazy, stupid idiot in the time of coronavirus, which means there's something COVID-19 related yes. to the story. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well... Here's what it was. Now, I, if I told you he um, broke into an Iowa bank early Tuesday, mm. you might think, well, okay, bank robbery, that's yeah. dumb. Like, 
But not also, crazy, stupid idiot. It's, it's just, not really crazy, stupid yeah. idiot, right? Also, right. even if I told you, you know, he broke in and, like, didn't wear a mask and so they found him, ha, ha, he's, he's an idiot. But it's a COVID idiot, so there's some kind of COVID overlap. What could the COVID overlap be, one wonders? Did he lick the money? He might have, but that was not part of the story. The thing that made it a COVIDiot situation involved the thing he actually stole, which even though he broke into a bank, did not involve money. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say like those little like deposit slips. I used to love to draw on those when I was a kid, but that doesn't no. bring the COVIDiot into play. How about a big fat Masks. thing of hand sanitizer? Oh. Are you kidding 39-year-old... Mark Gray locked up on a trio of felony charges after allegedly burglarizing three Sioux City businesses, including a Security National Bank branch, and all he escaped with was hand, hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Entered into the lobby area of the bank that he broke into using a tool to smash the glass door, and then is seen walking from the bank with hand sanitizer. Um, I kind of feel like question. there are easier ways... To find hand sanitizer. Yeah. Why? And that's, I mean, was it worth it? What was he going to do with the sanitizer? Just like, I mean, I know it's been really a hot commodity, but is lot? it really a hot commodity as compared to, I don't know, all the other stuff in a bank that you might just want to grab while you're there, aka all the money? Yeah, that's what I'm not understanding. Like, oh, they'll come after me if I steal the money, but if I take this hand sanitizer. Or maybe he was like, oh, I'm feeling bad about this, but I got to steal something. So uh, I'll just grab this. And maybe he thought he could sell it at like a hefty markup or something. Yeah, I don't know. They have money at the bank. Yeah. And so now, funny story, he's going to be spending about $6,000 on bond in connection with the string of break ins. Instead of getting money, he's going to be owing money. Whoops. Crime never pays. Well, the only person it pays is. The people who catch you. Interesting. All right. Uh, would you like to know who the next crazy stupid idiot is? Yes. I. This one's kind of like a. everybody's a crazy stupid idiot in this, okay? Obviously the like criminal. Us? We're not. Okay. The criminal is, but also the people who um, described the criminal, okay? So okay. this is based on a... Um, report out of Kenmore, New York, uh, multiple reports, in fact, of someone breaking into parked cars and stealing stuff from the inside, right? This is like, if you live in a neighborhood, especially in Minneapolis, this is a normal occurrence. Cars getting rifled through is nothing yeah. new. Yeah. But it was how the people described him that made everybody a crazy, stupid idiot. The guy had orange hair, a green shirt, and plaid pants. So they called him the tall leprechaun. So they thought a leprechaun was breaking into cars. A six-foot leprechaun. Hey, look at yours. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they wound wound up catching the 36-year-old tall leprechaun. Well, then he must not be a leprechaun, because I don't think you can catch leprechauns, right? Thank you. Unless, no, if you do catch a leprechaun, then he has to give you his treasure, right? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure he had to give them his treasure. 
Yeah, so technically that holds up, man. Also, as a person with, quote, orange hair, nobody likes to have their hair color described as orange, numero uno. And also, we're not super excited about being called leprechauns. But here's my question. Was it orange like they were misidentifying orange? Or it was like straight up like he had orange you know, hair. dyed like his dyed hair, hair like orange. a pumpkin? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't because have I mean, mug shot. he might have intentionally been trying to look like. Did he have a shillelagh? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, I can't see. Did he have purple horseshoes and green clovers? Uh, he did not. D- is there However, a picture? Of there him? are unicorns now. Um, in your what? Lucky Charms. Oh, there yeah. isn't a like, picture of him because unicorns? it's behind a paywall, so I can't see his picture but if i google tall leprechaun what happens fyi it's a thing uh nothing i get nothing oh well sorry about that well you know just like just like actual leprechauns this might just remain a mystery forever Uh, do you have another crazy stupid idiot i do And this time we're going to go all the way to Berlin. We're going to go to Germany, and I'm going to tell you a story. And this isn't uh, a criminal per se. It's just a crazy, stupid idiot. Somebody doing something dumb. Something, by the way, that you would absolutely not expect. And when I tell you what this involves, you're just going to shake your head like, what the heck is going on? So this story involves the following. A wild boar, a nudist, and a laptop. Oh, so you're describing my usual Friday night. Oh, hi. Do they all walk into a bar? (laughs) No. In fact, quite the opposite. They are out of doors, presumably because everybody's trying to remain outdoors in this moment. Um, But this guy is totally naked. So imagine, if you will, um, you're in a park. And I'm assuming this is a... uh, It says a popular bathing spot. It doesn't look like a beach, though. It looks like maybe a park with a lake or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And this particular gentleman is naked. Well, all of the sudden, you see photos of this naked man running through the park. And there's a bunch of other people with clothes on that are just hanging out going, what is going on here? (laughs) And he's chasing. Remember, I said there are three things in this story. And those three things are a naked man, a wild boar, Mm -hmm. and a laptop. Mm -hmm. So he is chasing the wild boar. And the wild boar (laughs) has nabbed his laptop. And is running away from the naked man as he's chasing him through this uh, popular sunbathing spot. And people are laughing hysterically. The guy was not, um, he was not bothered by the fact that people found it particularly amusing. And he actually gave permission to the woman who took the photos to go ahead and post them. Because they were so funny. But literally you just see this man, butt akimbo, Mm -hmm. um, as he's running towards the wild boar my favorite is there's a whole family in one of the pictures uh dad is wearing a nice navy blue speedo two of the kids look like they're drying off and the mom is sort of like bent over and they're all they all look amused and delighted by the whole scene that's unfolding (laughs) and i don't know if they're laughing at the boar carrying the bag or the naked man i'm not entirely sure also they seem to have blurred something out on the wild boar. Do you see that? Well, that's what I was trying to... Um, well, the boar is Do you is think modest. he has, like... Do you think that they, like... Like, the man... You can see the naked man. Oh <laughs> they gosh, can't show so boar, boar bits and pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
don't want anyone to get jealous or anything. Yeah, that's you know? funny. I, mean, I know. I mean, the box is pretty big. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, no kidding. I, this is too funny. They do say there is a strong there's a strong tradition of naturism in Germany, where in summer it is quite normal for people to take their clothes off in parks. Okay. Interesting. Duly noted. Noted. There's. Oh, I'm I, kind just, of loving, by the way, the uh, comments on the actual Facebook post. Like somebody says, tummies are funny. <laughs> That's just. I don't even know what that means. Oh. Well, that was a fun. That's fun. I'm going to. Through it's a delightful pictures. story. And the, the boar is running away with her children. That, so that it must be a female. It's like a whole family. So I don't know why that thing is blurred, but anyway. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 245 every day, we play a fun little game. That game is called The Throwback Live. We'll do Live? that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.